You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, as usual, I want to give a big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network around the world, getting a little taste of home from your boy Speeds, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy JP the Night Owl with me today. This is great. We're going to holler at him a little bit later on. He's going to be holding us down, taking good care of you with all our little intro and outro music. We're going to get his take a little bit later on on a few things. First of all, as you know, I am previewing a different NFL team day by day, show by show here on the Fantasy Freestyle as we get truly into fantasy football season. We finished off the NFC North last week. This week, it'll be the AFC West, and we get it started tonight with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm also going to talk to you about all the starters that I gave you over the weekend, what hit, what didn't, and I got a couple for you tonight in a very interesting night in Major League Baseball. You know we're going to keep going with our sports greatest of all time movie bracket. We're in the baseball region in the second round. We got a 4-5 matchup, okay? Both of these movies got 85 or more percent of the vote in their first round. They have been behemoths. They are facing off in the second round. It is the baseball region. We got the Sandlot versus Bull Dorham, so we'll be breaking that down. We'll be breaking down the Chiefs. We'll be talking about DFS and Major League Baseball. We'll also, we got some news regarding Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that and what implications, if any, that has on the first round of your fantasy draft. And you know we couldn't go too many days without talking a little Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. They had their promotion tour last week. I got a couple of clips to play for you and what some other boxers and sparring partners are saying about the notorious Conor McGregor. But if you want to catch us at all this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. Or get us on Twitter, okay? At FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could always ask me questions, holler at me, and follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter as well. JP bringing in the music. That's that Busta Rhymes. Give me some more. That's exactly what we're going to do after the break. When we come back, I'm going to give you some more. We're going to focus on Major League Baseball. It's your boy JP on the ones and twos. Hotter than steam, so hot. And your boy Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. It's the summer, but you can already feel the howl of the winter wind. You don't want to go to the beach. You want to break out that heavy coat and head for the stadium parking lot because nothing makes you feel warmer than football season. But you don't have to wait for the calendar to flip a few times at rotoexperts.com where fantasy football season has already started. The award-winning team at Roto Experts has you ready for the new campaign with the return of the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package for 2017. Packed with tons of in-depth insights from the industry's top experts, we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with the Deluxe Draft Package that includes projections, strategy articles, sleepers, busts, a cheat sheet generator, and so much more. And you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season. 
So put your gloves on now, even while it's hot outside, and get into midseason form. Go to rotoexperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code FREERADIO at checkout for a very special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. This is a Jada Kiss track. Why? And it ends with, you know why they made the new 20s? Because I got all the old ones. And that's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Help you win your leagues and win that cash. So they got to put new 20s, new 50s, new 100s in circulation. That's what we're going to do. Let's start it off around Major League Baseball. I got some news and notes for you here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big trade in Major League Baseball over the week. Weekend. I have been saying for weeks, I have been saying for months that the Washington Nationals will make a trade for a closer. I thought it was going to be David Robertson when Chicago started waving the flag, but they made a deal over the weekend with the Oakland A's, and they got not one, but two potential closers getting Ryan Madsen and Sean Doolittle. Both of them, I think, will be in the mix for the closer role in Washington. Uh, the Nationals sending Blake Trennan and a couple of other prospects across over to Oakland. You, don't get it twisted. Trennan could be in the mix for saves out there in Oakland, so I wouldn't drop him just yet if you do have him on your roster but watch out and be sensitive to what Dusty Baker says right now will it be Doolittle will it be Madsen Doolittle is the lefty so maybe they save him for more matchups but I do think both of them will get saves for the Nationals moving forward we told you earlier or last week that the Marlins seem to be in full-on sell mode. There are a number of people that uh, I've reported that there was interest, of course, in Giancarlo Stanton. It looks like there's also now interest in their reliever, A.J. Ramos. They have said pretty much everybody is on the table. The only guys they think they are going to... Uh, call kind of untouchable are Justin Bohr, Marcelo Zuna, Christian Yelich, and don't forget about a guy like Dan Straley and Mr. Rio Muto behind the plate. Other than that, we can see a lot of Marlins going, and there are reports indicating that part of the reason why the Marlins will be sellers, if you remember, Jeffrey Loria is out there getting ready to sell the team. Remember, we talked about Jeb Bush and Derek Jeter putting in bids for the Marlins. This could be part of it, clearing the books a little bit so a new ownership group doesn't have huge long veteran contracts. Keep an eye on that. Also, in trade deadline moves, there are reports out today that the Atlanta Braves are very open, quote-unquote, to trading their ace, Julio Teheran. Teheran is actually going tonight, but he is pitching at home. Remember, I've been talking about his home road splits. They're absolutely ridiculous. His ERA on the road this year is 2.53. That sounds like an ace. His ERA at home in Hotlanta is 7.58. So maybe a change of scenery is best for all involved. One uh, injury note to give you. Giants first baseman Brandon Belt sprained his left wrist over the weekend checking his swing on a check swing. He was That happened on Saturday. He was scratched from the lineup Sunday. He's listed as day-to-day. Keep an eye out on that. So here's what we do. We hold ourselves accountable here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So let me go over some of the guys I told you about over the weekend. Listen, I told you I wasn't going to pay the 
for Jacob DeGrom on Friday. Hopefully you didn't listen to me. He did throw eight innings and struck out 11. That was good stuff. That was much better than the guys I told you to save money with. I told you Johnny Cueto was an option against the Padres. He was throwing okay, but only went three innings, had a blister on his hand after that, and was pulled. I also mentioned Garrett Cole. He got you a quality start, six innings, only two runs, but only struck out four. Clearly, DeGrom was the way to go on Friday. On Saturday, I told you, look to that game in Boston where Luis Severino was going up against Chris Sale. Both of those pitchers delivered. Remember, that game was 1-1 after nine innings. He went all the way to 16 before the Yankees won 4-1. to I also, listen, I was sick with my picks on Saturday. I told you about Michael Fulmer. He threw eight innings of only one run ball as the Tigers beat the Blue Jays 11-1. to He struck out three. I also told you about Alex Wood. Now, Alex Wood only went six innings, but they were six shutout innings. He struck out four as the Dodgers beat the Marlins 7-1. Alex Wood is now 11-0 and on the season in that game. Hopefully, if you had Cody Bellinger, you enjoyed the fact that he had he hit for the cycle. Madison Bumgarner also returned on Saturday. Nice first first uh, outing from that bike accident. He went seven, giving up three runs, so there's a quality start. He struck out five. And then on Sunday, I told you about two things. I said Rich Hill was placing the Marlins. I said he was only going to go five or six innings, but those would be five or six dope innings. That's what I said on Friday. What did he do on Sunday? He went five innings, but he struck out nine in those five innings and only gave up one run, kind of what I told you. I also told you that Jose Quintana was making his debut for the Cubs, and it was interesting because it was against it was an intra-league game against the Orioles. I thought he would... Uh, enjoy that familiarity with an AL team for his Cubs debut. And I said he was worth the look. What'd he do? He went seven shutout innings, and he struck out 12 Baltimore Orioles. So hopefully you listen to speeds there and had him in your lineups. Tonight is an interesting day around Major League Baseball. The guys on the DFS lineup lock show, Tony Sincata, Benny Riccardi, they were talking about it as well. They were saying that there is not much pitching tonight, that there is ways that you can go all the way down and not pay for the top guys. To me, the top guy, if you are going to spend money, is Lance McCullers. Lance McCullers is going for $9,100 on FanDuel against the Seattle Mariners tonight. He got hit up in his last start at Toronto, but listen, he has been pretty much, he's been pretty good all season long. Those Houston Astros are the best team in the American League. He's only given up five earned runs like he did against Toronto in his last start. That's the only time he's done that since the month of April. He also last month in the month of June had four straight starts where he struck out eight guys. So the strikeout upside is there. He's viable for a win as, you know, a member of the Houston Astros there. I like McCullers for 9,100. If you truly have stones, though, and you truly want to show your testicular fortitude, I think the way to go is look at this San Diego-Colorado game all the way down. You can get Herman Marquez for 6200 My man Benny Riccardi on the lineup lock show was talking about Luis Perdomo. These are guys you can get for thousands of dollars cheaper. So if you want to do things like stack the Astros bats you know, or get Aaron Judge in your lineup, you can do that going down with your starters. And I think that might be the move tonight one thing I wanted to talk about I've had this on my kind of agenda to talk to you guys about for a long time I read the Players Tribune you know and and there's a a feature there called the letter to my younger self and I recently saw you know one of my favorite guys in the core four of the Yankees Jorge Posada he he penned a letter to his former self and it was a really interesting read I recommend that you read this he was talking about 
all of the hard work and effort that his father in Puerto Rico made him go through, that he was kind of like Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid. Things like he was literally having him do chores around the farm and around the house, which his dad knew was targeting the muscles he would need a little bit later on, much like, you know, paint the fence, wax on, wax off, that sort of stuff. And then the other thing that Jorge's dad did that I thought was awesome, when he was like 12 years years old, and he was killing Little League out in Puerto Rico, he made Jorge become a switch hitter. He made him start to hit lefty when he was like 12 years old, and he went from dominating to um, struggling. And that idea of him struggling, I think, was very interesting. Um, Then Jorge goes on to talk about, like, you know, he, he, he thought he was a shortstop. You know, he thought he was a shortstop and how one day when he was kind of uh, like in the minors that they had an opening at catcher, they had injuries. And he, you know, told his younger self, put your hand up and say you can catch that. It will be your ticket. You know, I, I love that part of the story because I growing up in AAU ball had the same kind of thing. I was like the fourth outfielder on the team, and I was also like the third string catcher, and we actually got to it, and I wound up catching and getting my playing time that way as well. He said, you know, told himself, going to have to be patient with it. He had 38 pass balls his first year in the minors as a catcher, but how it went and grew, and it talks about how he became friends with Derek Jeter, how he became friends with Mariano and Andy Pettit back in 1995, what he learned from Joe Girardi and Joe Torre as catchers, and then how he spun it around and paid it forward with a guy like Francisco Cervelli when he was coming up. And I bring that up because I was mentioning the Astros before with Lance McCullers. A few months ago, I talked about how Carlos Beltran is playing that role, how he wanted his locker next to Correa and Altuve and Springer this year to nurture those kids. And those kids are showing up. So maybe it does have something to do with that veteran presence of a guy like Carlos Beltran, of a guy like Brian McCann, of a guy like Evan Gaddis holding them down. So I think that's interesting to see how the veterans pay it forward and how you need to tell yourself going into it um but when com- when we come back we're going to go to football we're talking about the kansas city chiefs we're going to be previewing them i got jp with me keeping it so hot that we sweat steam that bust the rhymes fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network ezekiel elliott carl anthony towns Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year. Much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free. 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As usual, let me give a shout-out to our Sports Byline affiliates, and we're about to preview the Kansas City Chiefs. So out there in Missouri, in Kansas City, big shout-out to anybody listening right now on 810 AM WHB in Kansas City, Missouri, and also out there in uh, Troy, Missouri, 1280 AM, the KYRO radio station of our Sports Byline affiliates, and of course to the service men and women out there listening on 
American Forces Radio Network. Let's get into new uh, the NFL real quick. We got some news and notes from around the league. First of all, out in Chicago, remember, we've been talking about how the Bears signed Mike Glennon to this three-year, $54 million deal, and then they went up and traded one up spot up in the draft to go ahead and draft Mitchell. Don't call me Mitch Trubisky. So there was some some interesting maybe drama around that. What exactly were they doing? There are now reports out of Chicago that actually Mike Glennon will be slated to start all season long and that he has a quote-unquote strong grip on the starting job. We'll see because remember, if you listen to my previews with the NFC North last week, I said I think the Bears are going to be one of the worst teams in football. I have them pegged at winning three or four games this year. So... If we're in the second half of the season and Mike Glennon is not getting the job done, or even if he's playing okay, but they are completely out of it, I could still see Mitchell Trubisky getting starts for the Bears in year one. In a shocking piece of news, the Carolina Panthers have fired their general manager, Dave Gettleman. This comes as a surprise. Okay, the Panthers fell off a little bit last year, but did make the playoffs in each of Gettleman's previous three years. There has been some drama around them. You've heard things uh, like Greg Olson saying he might hold out and some other contract negotiations. So ultimately, owner uh, Richardson decided to fire the general manager, Dave Gettleman. Keep an eye on that one. Philip Rivers of the not San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers says, and get this, he hopes to be the Chargers starting quarterback when they open the new stadium in LA. That happens in the year 2020. So that's still a long way off for an aging sunsetting quarterback. Rivers' current contract ends after the 2019 season, and he will be 38 years old at that time. But One of the things we need to talk about, because news have come out, if you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you've heard people talking about it all day long. You heard my man on Friday, Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive. He's a Cowboys fan, okay? Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, was involved in an incident at a bar over the weekend, and TMZ is even reporting. They say they have witness video say, um, saying he punched someone. This is very bad timing, okay? The NFL is coming down on a decision on Ezekiel Elliott's domestic violence investigation or case sometime, we believe, this week. And even before this incident, we were giving word that the Cowboys and Zeke were, in fact, bracing for like a one to two game suspension. This is just bad timing. You don't want to have your name in the news at this point when people are deciding your fate. At this point, Speeds thinks it's pretty safe to say that Zeke Elliott will get a one or two game suspension. So the question is, what does that mean on your draft board? I don't think it means that much, okay? I have Ezekiel Elliott ranked as my number three running back heading into the season. And, and my thing is this. If you ha- I have him behind Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, right? So if you're still going to draft Ezekiel Elliott, you're drafting him to be your stud, not necessarily in week one or two. You're drafting him to be your stud in weeks 14, 15, and 16, a.k.a. the fantasy playoffs. And so why downgrade what you want for early in the season when you're going to wind up having him in the fantasy playoffs. This is the same thing I said last year when Le'Veon Bell missed the first couple of games. I was like, don't worry about it. Take Le'Veon Bell with confidence because in the fantasy playoffs, he's going to wind up helping you out. What did he do in week 14, I believe it was, last year against the Buffalo Bills? All he did was run for like 200 yards and get something like 40 or 50 fantasy points. So if you followed my advice there, he helped you win that playoff week. I think Ezekiel Elliott will do the same exact thing. However, for Zeke, man, you got to get your act together, man. I understand you're the life of the party and all that stuff, but 
you got an NFL career to worry about. You are the league's leading rusher. You need uh, to keep it stable for the contending Dallas Cowboys. But Dallas is not where we go today. Today, we go to barbecue in Kansas City with the Chiefs. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit down on this team overall. I got to tell you something. In in the moral of the story is that I think a lot of things broke right for the Chiefs last year. I think a lot of you know I think they had multiple offensive linemen play have their career seasons, and I think there's going to be some regression from the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's go position by position. First of all, at the category position, I mean, excuse me, at the quarterback spot. You got Alex Smith. Alex Smith is not a quarterback that is going to excite you. He does get more rushing yards than you think, but his 3,502 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, and eight interceptions does not, you know, does not really move the needle. That's less than a touchdown per game. So there's no reason why you need Alex Smith. I would even say, even in two quarterback dynasty leagues, things of that nature, it doesn't matter. Super flex. I'm not looking for Alex Smith. Remember, though, the Chiefs did make a move in the NFL draft and traded up all the way to select a first-round quarterback in Patty Mahomes. Now, Mahomes is someone who I think has some intrigue, especially in dynasty leagues. I don't think he's going to get any starts this year, but could be a very interesting stash. For example, I just told you about Chicago. I would have... I would have Patrick Mahomes ahead of Mitchell Trubisky in dynasty rankings, okay? If you're going to take the plunge and try and stash a quarterback, I think Mahomes is a very viable option. As we go to the running back position... Listen, you got Spencer Ware toting the rock for the Kansas City Chiefs. Last year, Spencer Ware was RB17. But the thing is, he also is a guy who doesn't really kind of move the needle. He is also not dynamic. He had some flashes, but both my man Corey Parson and Speeds the Spitting Statistician have him far lower in our rankings this year. I have him all the way down to running back 33, and here's why. This is a name you need to know if you're listening right now and haven't started your fantasy football prep. The, the third round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs is a guy by the name of Kareem Hunt. Okay, I think Kareem Hunt is going to be an off the radar, interesting play in fantasy this year. I think he's, I think we're going to wind up having a running back by committee in Kansas City. Kareem Hunt will be part of that and Kareem Hunt will be maybe the pass catching back. I think Kareem Hunt is the name to know for Kansas Kansas City running backs, especially in longer stash dynasty kind of leagues, or if you already have Spencer Ware, for example, Kareem Hunt is the handcuff, and I think they will be going by committee. Don't be surprised if Kareem Hunt is getting the preponderance of touches after the Chiefs buy later in the season. Moving on to the wide receiver position of the Kansas City Chiefs. As you know, the Chiefs let Jeremy Macklin walk. He's now out there in Baltimore. So that means it's going to be Tyreek Hill as the number one wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyreek Hill is a gift and a curse. What I'm telling you right now is I actually think that Tyreek Hill is a better best ball play. He is going to be a frustrating wide receiver three. That's about where he's going, in my opinion, to be a wide receiver three. I have him ranked. I have him ranked as my 31st overall wideout, but the thing is, he's going to be hit or miss. There are going to be some games where he absolutely helps you win your week, and there's going to be some games where you do not see him. He surprised people Okay, coming on last year. He also got a lot of points. He had three return touchdowns last year. Okay, He had 267 rushing yards last year. Three rushing touchdowns. He still will get some work on end-arounds and wildcats and gadget plays of things of that nature. He's definitely a viable wideout three or flex kind of wide 
wide receiver. The thing is, people are now on him. I don't know if when you have the number one cornerback on him, like they had on Macklin last year, if he'll be able to repeat that effort. He's definitely viable. I see him more, though, as a flex play, not a wide out. Two, not a wide out. Three, like I've seen him going in some places. I have him ranked number 31 overall. My man, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has him in the same neighborhood listed as his wide out 33. I think there's no reason to worry about Conley. There's no reason to worry about Albert Wilson. Here's the thing. The person you need to think about on this roster is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, and I'm saying this right now, he is my number one tight end overall in fantasy. I have him ahead of Rob Gronkowski because of the injury concerns and the back that has plagued Gronkowski. I have him above Jordan Reed for the same reasons, injury concerns. I have him ahead of Greg Olson because I believe that there are now a lot more mouths to feed out there in Carolina. Remember, McCaffrey. Samuel, you've heard my thoughts on the Carolina Panthers. I think that Travis Kelsey is the number one overall tight end. I have him as my number one tight end in my rankings. What I want to do, though, is look at their schedule because I think the Chiefs' schedule is very, very interesting. There are some places where it becomes a gift for them. For example, they play the NFC East this year, but check this out. They don't have to go to the East Coast at all to play the NFC East. They they go to Dallas, which is in the same time zone. They host Philly. They host Washington, okay? Their one road trip is the Giants, but they go to MetLife Stadium to play the Giants in Week 11 after their bye. Andy Reid is amazing after the bye. Andy Reid teams, whether it be the Eagles or the Chiefs, have done an incredible record. They're winning at a 900% winning percentage in their games after the bye, and that's the only time they have to go to the East Coast to take on an NFC team. I think that's very interesting. However, they have a first-place schedule, as they were actually the champions of the AFC West last year, not the Oakland Raiders. So that means they have the unenviable task of opening the season week one at New England in their season opener when the Patriots raised the banner. You could put that down as a loss. Um, but at the end of their schedule, after week 12, they only have one road game. Okay, They only have one road game, and that road game is against the New York Jets. So the Chiefs could get hot towards the end of the season. I'm going to tell you, ultimately, the win total for the in Vegas for the Kansas City Chiefs is nine. I think that's tight. I have them pegged as more of a seven or eight win team, so I have them as a lean under. I wouldn't necessarily pick it. We're gonna, when we come back, we're going to hear what JP the Night Owl thinks about the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going to check in on that poll on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Twitter handle, see what you guys think. All that and more on the Kansas City Chiefs when we come back at your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Push me, 
Cause I'm close to the edge You know what it is It's your boy Dane Martinez Speed's the spitting statistician Right here on the Fantasy Freestyle On the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network And you talk about don't push me Close to the edge What you need to do Is hop on right now And get that exclusive edge Fantasy football package From rotoexperts.com Our lineup has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer And Fantasy Football Writer of the Year Scott Angle Nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. And yo, we got depth and upside on our roster. Guys like Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio. We bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll take you to the chip. So get the exclusive edge fantasy football package now at rotoexperts.com. And when you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you get a special discount. I also had my man Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive with me on Friday. He's got his super premium package. And what I like about that he's gonna snapchat with you okay this is something yo he is blazing a trail innovative in the fantasy football space he will become your snapchat partner and give you special updates that way if you go ahead and get his package and on his if you enter the promo code dane for your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician i worked out a little discount for you so i hope you like that we are talking about the kansas city chiefs and jp my man the night owl is here producing the show tonight keeping it hotter than you know, so hot that we sweat steam. Right now, JP, the, the Chiefs, you know, we put up the poll at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. Right now, 52% of the vote has uh, the Chiefs as a playoff contender. 5% say they're a Super Bowl contender. Only 4% think they're a threat to picking the top five. No one thinks they're going to regress that far. 39% say kind of where I think they're going to wind up being, taking a small step back to become a purgatory or 500 team. Hey, Night Owl, where do you think the Chiefs belong this season? Yeah, I'm somewhere on that cusp of a playoff team and then also like a pur- purgatory 500 team. But I would have to say, I think they're going to be in it towards there at the end with the wild card. I mean, the NFL is really fluky game to game, like very like last minute scenario. Sure. So you never know how that could roll with them. They've been pretty good in that in the past, man. All right. Absolutely. And I will say this, something to support JP's point. If they are in the mix towards the end of the season, I told you about the last stretch of games after the Chiefs buy in week 10. I say, OK, they go. That's their trip. You know, that's their trip out east. They have the Giants. Listen to the end of their schedule. A lot of home games for the fantasy end of the, the end of the fantasy season. Home for the Buffalo Bills. At the New York Jets, then home for the Raiders, home for the Chargers, home for the Dolphins in a stretch. So if they're live in it, I think um, they may be poised to make a little bit of a run. I just don't think it's going to happen because they start off at New England. I think that's going to be a loss, clearly. And with that first place schedule, they have to go to Houston. They host the Steelers again for like the, the fourth time in the last season and a half. I think there's a tough. I think it's a tough road to hoe. I think a lot of things worked out right for the Chiefs last year. I think. There may be some regression. I have them as like seven and nine, so that would be under the over under in Vegas. But I wouldn't say bet on it because there is a universe where they go nine and seven, or you know, right around five hundred, just like JP's saying between a playoff contender and that kind of five hundred purgatory kind of team. But that's it. Keep an eye out on that. We'll be breaking down all the teams in the AFC West this season. Remember, a lot of people are high on the Oakland Raiders. I have a surprise team in that division that may surprise you that I think is going to be a wild card contender. So stay tuned for the Fantasy Freestyle all week long to get into that. All right, 
JP, check this out. We got to talk a little bit about this Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor promotional tour. They had a four-city tour. They went from L.A. to Toronto to New York to London. Basically, what they did is have these guys stand on a stage and talk smack to each other. It was kind of funny, but maybe it, you know, maybe it wore out its welcome by the time it got to the third and fourth stop. They were using kind of old material. But if you remember, another story that came out last week was the fact that Floyd Mayweather needs to take this fight as a quote-unquote significant liquidity event so he could pay his back taxes. The fans in New York were not, you know, this was not lost on them. So on Thursday in Barclays Center, when they were doing this promotional, you know, smack talk tour, I think actually that the best smack was talked by the fans in Barclays. Check out what they were screaming at Floyd and chanting at him last week at Barclays. Pay your taxes. That was the chant in Barclays to Floyd Mayweather. Pay your taxes. I wonder if that got under the skin of the undefeated 49-0, who some people think is the greatest boxer of all time. If you remember also that last week... In a couple of these promotional tours, when the music was going on or whatever, Conor McGregor said to Floyd Mayweather, dance for me, boy, a few times. I don't know if Conor understands the connotations of the word boy to an African-American man in this country. And so it kind of had a little bit of a firestorm around it. There were some people thinking that Conor McGregor was prejudiced or racist. And he had a very interesting, like, true Conor McGregor kind of answer back for that in this promotion tour um, on here's Conor McGregor on if uh, you know he's racist that doesn't really sit well with me you know what I mean I'm, I'm very multicultural and I'm a multicultural individual and um, I don't have any ill feelings towards any I don't even see color you know what I mean so it's just kind of I, I just wanted to say something and have a little bit of fun with um, and of course in Brooklyn you know what I mean New York big big uh so there you go. Connor goes ahead and addresses, says it's absolutely ridiculous that he doesn't, you know, there's nothing by it. There's nothing like that. He also, while on stage and on the mic in front of the crowd at Barclays, though, said, and I quote, don't you know I'm half black? And then he goes, yeah, I'm half black, the half from the belly button down. So there you go. Conor McGregor continuing to, you know, rustle feathers, rally the crowd. That's what this whole thing was to generate buzz. If you listen to the fantasy freestyle, you've known for a while that I don't think this is actually a fight. I don't, I don't think this is even an exhibition match. I think this is a strict business deal for Floyd to get some money to get, pay his back taxes and for Conor McGregor to ultimately step away from the UFC, become like like a promoter or something else just to build his brand. I'm going to tell you this. If you were a UFC fighter and your biggest payday ever was like a million dollars, two million dollars, that's great, right? But then what if in the next six months, two things happen? One, you have your first child and are now a parent. And then also, you get a payday for $75 million or $100 million. Would you go back? To mix martial arts? Would you go back in the octagon and risk yourself after your $75 million payday when the purse for the next fight would be something like a million dollars? 
I don't think so. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But for anybody who does think that this is a legitimate boxing match, first of all, you haven't been listening to Speeds the Spitting Statistician on the Fantasy Freestyle because I say this is not the case. But there are two boxers who think the same thing. Reports over the weekend, two things I want to let you guys know about. One, former world championship boxer Jesse Vargas okay, said that um, Conor McGregor got knocked out in sparring recently, okay? Um, that doesn't happen with boxers, okay? This is just more evidence that he is not ready to, you know, fight a world-class fighter, let alone the undefeated, potentially greatest of all time, Floyd Mayweather, who is also a defensive counterpuncher, okay? I don't think it's going to happen. And then also another boxer, a guy, Chris Van Heerden, okay? He shared video of him sparring uh, with Conor McGregor. This is not the guy who knocked out Conor McGregor per se but okay but there's video of sparring he put up and then this boxer Van Herden says and I quote anybody who thinks that Conor can complete with Floyd stop it he says I respect McGregor but I ain't Floyd and I was able to land on McGregor these are not the same level of fighter as Floyd Mayweather I'm telling you right now this is a fix this is a business deal for them to both get paid I'm telling you right now in a 12-round fight, what you will hear at the end of this is all three judges have the bout 120 to 108, which would be a 12 to no round shutout for the winner by unanimous decision, Floyd Money Mayweather. If you can somehow get odds on Floyd by unanimous decision or Floyd by shutout decision, that's the way to take. I know for some reason, Floyd is all the way down to like minus 600. You don't want to bet $600 to only win $100 back, okay? Go Floyd by decision. Floyd is not a knockout artist, and Conor McGregor can take abuse. We know that from the UFC. This is not going to happen. He's not going to, you know, knock Conor McGregor out. But Conor McGregor is not going to land anything on Floyd Mayweather. I'm telling you, Floyd by decision. That is the only way to bet a little bit of shekels over there to win that cash in the event that is taking place on August 26th out there in Vegas. All right, let's keep it moving, though. One of the things we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, is we put the fun in functional sports radio. And one of the ways we are doing that right now this summer is we are crowning the greatest sports movie of all time. We've started the second round. We are in the baseball region. We got a 4-5 matchup. The number four seed is The Sandlot. You know what it is. Killing me, Smalls. Wendy Peppercorn, The Beast, That Dog, you know, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Big shout out to my man Benny Ricciardi on the DFS lineup lock show. But then you got Bull Durham as well. Bull Durham won in the first round 96-4 to in that percentage vote in its first round, okay, when Bull Durham took out pride of the Yankees. But um, Bull Durham versus the Sandlot, right now, you can go ahead and vote at FNTSY Radio on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. We got over 100 votes already. Right now, the Sandlot is winning, but they were up by a lot more before. Some people are coming in on Bull Durham. Right now, the Sandlot has about 60-65% of the vote jp i want to get you involved here i know you mentioned you have a clear preference in these two movies probably because you're too young to have seen one of them but i'm gonna guess you're going with sandlot here huh jp yeah definitely the sandlot's one of my all-time favorite sports movies i mean how could you beat it i mean it's the great bambino man 
the great bambino absolutely so if it does advance to the round of the sweet 16 as a four seed it would be up against the number one seed in the baseball region which is filled of field of dreams if you build it they will come so let me know what you guys want to see in the next round of the sports movie greatest of all time i got some people out there on twitter my man howard balaban who's been responding to a bunch of these movie polls so big shout out to big shout out to him right now he's saying that he is uh, picking the Sandlot. He put a little gif of, you're killing me, Smalls. Obviously, one of the famous lines from that movie. Also, Zach Seekins is out there. He's saying, okay, now it's starting to get hard. Yeah, when we go into the second round of this, it is going to be a little bit difficult. So that's why I want to see what you guys think. Who is advancing? The polls are still open. Before we go to break, what I want to do is give you a quick update right now. We have the Brewers up on the Pirates, one nothing in the bottom of the third. Rangers up on the Orioles, also one nothing in the third inning. The Blue Jays are all over the Red Sox early on, staking Marcus Stroman to an early 3 nothing lead. Two RBI double out of Kendris Morales, and then Steve Pierce went yard for his eighth home run of the season. We got the Cardinals and Mets scoreless in the third inning, and the Marlins up on the Phillies, 2 nothing after... Three innings, Giancarlo Stanton went yard for his 27th of the year. And the start of the game out there in Atlanta is delayed between the Cubs and the Braves. So there you have it. When we come back, though, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on the Fantasy Freestyle, we are going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode, okay? We're going to be talking about, you know, we're going to update where you guys think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to... Are gonna fall. We're gonna talk about you know these movies, and we're gonna say uh, we're gonna say thanks a million to my man JP the Night Owl. All that when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Many fantasy football players are focusing on their upcoming drafts later this summer. But the smart fantasy owner knows there's another big draft before the one where you pick the players. The first step in building a winner for the 2017 season is to draft the best team of experts for your preseason prep. So make the right selection and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com by purchasing the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts roster features FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and former fantasy football writer of the year Scott Engel, nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and many more analysis with impressive stats. They bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll guide you to title glory. So pick the team to help you build the right team. Make your first important selection of the 2017 season now and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package from rotoexperts.com. Be sure to enter promo code free radio at checkout for your discount. Picture me rolling. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez Speeds, the spitting statistician right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Big shout out to my man, JP the Night Owl, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. For all y'all who listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and know about the Night Owl, this is the Night Owl's last day. He's been interning with us for the first part of the summer. So behalf of everybody here on the network, JP, my man, I really want to tell you thank you for all the work you've done. I hope we see you come on back a little bit soon. But I got to ask you, JP, you were talking about the Sandlot. You love the Sandlot. There's that scene with Wendy Peppercorn where my man like fakes that he's drowning just to get mouth to mouth from Wendy Peppercorn. Have you ever, what's the craziest thing you've ever done to uh, get a girl to give you mouth to mouth? So actually, uh, I had a barber that I thought was pretty hot. Okay. So I left, I told her I left my ID there and I was like, hey, here's my number. If you find it, send me a text. Either way, let me know by tonight. Nice. So by the end of the night, I had her number and she texted me. Nice. That is the night owl. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, JP, what would be your biggest memory here from your internship so far at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network? What were you, what are you taking away from your time here this summer? Probably just the chats we have down here in the um, the control room, just talking with everyone, getting to know the people here. No doubt, no doubt. And, of course, your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, is one of those. I got to ask you one last question, though, JP. For all those who didn't know, it was, in fact, Speeds the Spitting Statistician who gave you your nickname of the Night Owl. When you go back to college, are you going to keep it? Are you going to start introducing yourself as the Night Owl, or is that is that just like your summertime persona? I love the name, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Oh, man, JP, when I see you out there in Philly and Pennsylvania and Temple, I'm going to be calling you the Night Owl. I hope you keep it. And anytime someone asks you, where'd you get that name? You say it's my man, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, host of the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, where we drop stats over beats and blow up like a Samsung 7 and keep it so hot that we sweat steam. Thanks again, JP, the Night Owl, for all all the work you've done and you're on to the great things that you will continue to do for the rest of the summer and beyond tomorrow though don't sweat it jp won't be here but your boy dane martinez will be holding you down we're going to another team in the afc west and i'll tell you all the starters you need to win some cash in major league baseball dane martinez right here on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network